Next on Making Sense of the Madness, I'll report on the hottest new media stories of today with breaking truth documentaries to the so-called sudden adult death syndrome sweeping the world. Ammon Bundy is joining us to discuss his run for governor of Idaho. And Chris Paul will report on the less awkward narrative disorientation. We're going to question the mainstream narrative and expose media propaganda. But first, a message from John Michael Chambers. Elevated status, red alert imminent. The next three months, immense darkness and a near-death experience will engulf America and the world. Be informed, be prepared. Hello, this is John Michael Chambers with American Media Periscope. We are at war, and the storm, as we now know, is upon us. AMP will begin live broadcasting, including live AMP alerts as Intel comes in. Joining us in studio are guests from the military, the legal community, new media influencers, and people from the intelligence community to cover this historic moment in time to help you to make sense of the madness. We caught the swamp, and this is the tipping point. We are under a wartime command structure, and we don't know what we don't know. But everything will be okay in the end, and if it's not okay, then it's not the end. Hold the line, patriots. Stay the course and trust the plan. Remember, where we go one, we go all. Follow us at ampnews.us. Share our critically important broadcast. Stay safe and focused. Victory is ours. God bless. Yes, it looks like Biden's handler just steps right in and moves him like a piece on a chessboard when she wants to. Well, in other news, Marjorie Taylor Greene has been swatted for the third time this week. This is when an activist calls in a prank 911 call to her house. But it's not all fun and games. Officers come, guns drawn in the middle of the night. You've got to be careful pranking a legislator. She just might propose new legislation to make 911 prank calls a felony. Well, I have a very sobering video to show you now. It's screenshots of obituaries in New Jersey. Let's take a look.
Yes, the jab injuries and deaths have become a silent killer that only those without mass formation psychosis can see and understand. And unfortunately, that video was a lot longer, which means there were a lot more deaths reported just recently in New Jersey. And it's just a tiny sampling of the genocide that's unwinding worldwide. Well, as athletes pass out on the field, die, and retire early, one celebrity athlete is still healthy, and he's standing his ground in the face of medical persecution. Let's take a look. Tennis superstar Novak Djokovic is officially out of the U.S. Open because he refuses to be vaccinated against COVID. The U.S. requires foreign citizens to be fully vaccinated before entering the country. There is no science to support this, and this is a political policy. Well, I think it's ironic that we won't let the world's greatest tennis player in because he's not vaccinated, yet we'll let thousands and thousands of migrants come in unvaccinated. So talk about hypocrisy. Now, I think other players see it as a great opportunity without the best hardcore player. <laughs> Around. Good for every player. It's, not, it's good for every player if Novak's not in the draw. Novak is one of the most important players uh, of the last 20 years and the history of our sport. And in the personal way, I feel sorry for him, for him that, he, that, I'm not, that he's not able to travel here. Decision making on my body uh, are more important than any title or anything else. Are you prepared to forego? the chance to be the greatest player that ever picked up a racket because you feel so strongly about this jab? Yes. Well, President Trump is never afraid to make a joke out of a difficult situation. This was one of his latest posts on Truth Social. The raid affidavit may be heavily redacted, but it sure does provide a nice template for memes. Well, a federal court just struck down Biden's transgender medical mandate. He was trying to force doctors to perform sex changes against their religious beliefs. Looks like somehow the potential harm Biden could be doing has been kept at bay. It's almost as if patriots are in control. Well, a new documentary is coming out to highlight the truly daunting task of rescuing Americans and their allies from Afghanistan. Let's take a look. It's impossible to explain the, the level of desperation that, that people felt. I mean, you just think that the first couple of days when, when people were trying to hang on to the bottom of C-17s, that's desperation that Americans, like, Americans don't understand that level of desperation. It was a very clear mission, which was to go rescue Aziz. I knew that if I didn't personally intervene, Aziz would die. Chad and I connected, we'd worked together over the last several years, and I just said, you know, how can I help? It's great we're gonna go help Aziz, but I'm talking to this orphanage over here that's 3,500 orphans. Let's not just help this limited group, let's help as many people as we can. I was either gonna be sitting on my couch tweeting about how this is all up, or I was gonna be one of the 12 people that was making it a little less 24 hours later, tickets are booked. Then we're getting on a plane. 
I knew I would be more of an asset working with whoever's on the ground. The military was not allowed to go outside the wire. That was the rules of engagement. They can't go outside and help people. Americans, something could happen right in front of them. They can't go outside and help. The Taliban looked right at them. They just executed the woman on their hood just to try to elicit response. Just to be like, just so we're super clear about who is in charge here, I'm gonna murder this woman right in front of you and there's nothing that you can do about it. Their version of crowd control was when it got out of hand, they would just dump a AK mag into the crowd. Whoever just made this decision to turn his bus around essentially just killed, just murdered these people. But some of those people are Americans. There's not enough emotional capacity left in my soul to be able to mourn four busloads of people that are about to die. I'm trying to save a woman and her children, but off to like five feet away from me. Is a, is a dead child. There's just everywhere. That is going to be a powerful documentary, and luckily you can actually provide support to help the rescues that are ongoing. Well, in Roanoke, Texas, Antifa is armed with automatic weapons to defend what they deem is most sacred and important to their movement, drag queen shows for kids. Well, this is breaking news. We've exclusive footage of the fires at the biggest nuclear plant in Europe that's under attack in Ukraine. Yes, that's a Russian-controlled nuclear plant that is under attack by the Ukrainian military with a nuclear meltdown possible. France is trying to broker a peace agreement regarding the plant, and the United Nations is also getting involved. You can see the footage now. It's not exactly the highest quality of footage, but it does give you an idea of the level of, um, of fires that are, are happening right now as we speak. Well, an odd video is making the rounds on social media. Some waves are in the sky in the disputed Donbass region of Ukraine. Some say it's smoke from the bombings being blown by the wind, but some speculate it could be an advanced missile shield or unknown military technology. Well, General Flynn has shared an eye-opening election fraud video on social media today. It was so good I just had to play it for you. Let's watch. Right now, dozens of people are hand-counting ballots in the race for DeKalb County Commission District 2 after a candidate discovered a problem in the electronic tally. May 24th, DeKalb County, Georgia. Voters went to the polls to vote on a local county commissioner race in District 2 between Lauren Alexander, Marshall Orson, and Michelle Longspears. The end result from the Dominion machine showed Lauren Alexander received 34.67% of the vote. Marshall Orson receiving 41.35% of the vote, and Michelle Longspears receiving 23.98% of the vote. In Georgia, if one candidate doesn't get above 50% of the vote total, a runoff election is automatically held between the two top candidates, meaning Michelle Longspears was cut out of the race. But Michelle Longspears felt odd about the numbers, so she visited different precincts to double-check the tallies. Guess what? She noticed that in some precincts she didn't receive a single vote. But how is that possible that a candidate with 24% of the vote total finds precincts where she didn't receive a single vote? While statistically alarming, the real surprise came when she realized there was not one vote cast for her in her own precinct. 
the same one where she and her husband voted for herself. Spears immediately demanded a hand recount of the results in Gawain. On June 1st, the results were released, and the difference between the Dominion machine count and the hand count was shocking. After the hand count, Lauren Alexander gained 355 votes, Orson lost 1,298 votes, and Spears actually gained 3,620 votes, making her the new runoff candidate. And here's the best part. When you add them all up, the hand count shows 2,810 votes more than the Dominion machines reported on the 24th. This is huge. In a small county commissioner's race, with 15,500 votes total, the Dominion machine tally was short by nearly 3,000 votes. What does that say about all the other races that were conducted on these very same machines? This is proof that the machines cannot be trusted. If Spears had not sounded the alarm, no one would have ever known. that's a powerful video. People are waking up to election fraud. It's not just presidential races that are stolen. That is it for the breaking news updates for today. Next up, Ammon Bundy is a candidate for governor of Idaho. As soon as we get back. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, political instability. All of these can have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. But they can also cause gold and silver to go up. Hi, this is Dr. Kirk Elliott. Buy gold, buy silver, buy now, but buyer beware. Precious metals companies are not created equal. As a PhD economist, I have been in the financial, economic, and precious metals business for three decades. The philosophy of my firm is people over profit. I encourage you to read my bio to learn more about me at KirkElliottPhD.com. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, 401k, and outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets any longer. Call 720-605-3900 or visit KirkElliottPhD.com. I'm Ammon Bundy, and I'm running for governor of the great state of Idaho. I won't bore you with the typical platitudes from politicians about how they're strong conservatives and how they support small business and education and all that. Nor will I pose in a hard hat at some random work site talking to workers. Nor will I show you pictures of me reading books to little children. I'm running for governor because I'm sick and tired of all the political garbage just like you are. I'm tired of our freedoms being taken from us, and I'm tired of the corruption that is rampant in our state government. And look, let's be real. Joe Biden and those in the deep state that control him will simply not be able to help themselves. They're going to try to take away our gun rights, freedom of religion, parental rights, and more, and further violate the Constitution in unimaginable ways, even more than they've already done. We cannot afford to have state leadership that lets the federal government bully us or walk all over us. And it is an unfair fight when the federal government unlawfully attacks the people. Believe me, I know as my family and I experienced this firsthand. When we were unlawfully attacked by federal officials at our family ranch in Nevada in 2014. But we did not back down. And thankfully, like-minded patriots across the country stood with us as we fought back against federal tyranny to protect our land and our rights. I'm running for governor to bring that same vigor and willingness to stand for what is right to the state of Idaho. 
because we know that the federal government under Joe Biden and the existing establishment will continue their onslaught against the people. And we simply can't afford to have leadership in our state back down and comply with federal tyranny. Remember, it is the state's duty and moral obligation to protect the people. Furthermore, we can't allow the same cronyism and corruption to reign in Idaho as it has for so many years. Additionally, we have a great opportunity in Idaho to not only preserve our rights and freedoms, but we can thrive by expanding and upholding the principles of liberty and prosperity that were passed on to us by our founding fathers and enshrined in our state and U.S. Constitution. God has given us these blessings, and I believe with His help, Idaho can become that beautiful and shining city that is set on a hill that serves as an example for the rest of the country and for all the world to see. Please download my Keep Idaho, Idaho plan here on my website so you can see exactly how you and I can ensure that Idaho continues to be a bastion of liberty and prosperity for generations to come. Thank you. Emin Bundy is a candidate for governor. He is with us today. Emin, what sparked you exactly to run for governor? Was there a specific issue at hand or was it just so many different things adding up? Well, actually, um, I've never wanted to run for governor. Uh, uh, that I made really clear. Uh, it's not something I wanted to do. It's not something I desire to do. In fact, I could think of about a, you know, a thousand other things that I would rather do. Uh, but I see an opportunity here in Idaho. I see a need and uh, I have a name uh, that people recognize. And um, mainly there's just a need and, and an opportunity. And so I'm going to take it. I feel directed uh, to do that. Uh, and when I say that, people say, well, directed by who? You know, by the deep state? <laughs> no, directed by God uh, to run and to make a difference here in Idaho. And so far it's it's been really good for us. Well, you mentioned people recognize your name and some people admire this, you standing up against the federal government at the family ranch in Nevada and others believe a mainstream media narrative. So you're dispelling those myths on your website. Maybe you can help explain uh, some of the lies that have been told about you. Well, there's such thing as fake news out there and they have an agenda and they're very powerful and they reach a lot of people. Uh, and unless people actually look through the smoke and the mirrors, they're never going to get to the truth. And so uh, we have been combating that narrative that, you know, what happened in uh, the ranch at the ranch, Bundy Ranch in Nevada in 2014 was something completely different than most media outlets portrayed. Uh, what was happening in Oregon 2016 uh, where, that I was involved in with the Hammond family was com something completely different than the media portrayed. Uh, and there's a, there is an effort out there for the media to control the narrative, and they don't want someone like me, um, you know, messing things up or becoming uh, supported. And so they've done a pretty good job uh, about confusing people. And uh, we've, you know, now have been taking over the narrative, and we really feel like we're winning here in Idaho. Uh, helping people understand who I am and what dangers all of us are in if we do not continue to do the things that my family and I have been doing for the last almost decade. Yeah, some people believe the narrative that you are anti-government. Can you clarify that? 
yeah, so I'm anti-government, uh, I guess, uh, according to their uh, every, almost every uh, first sentence of any article they write on me, yet I'm running for governor. Um, I've gone all over the Western United States uh, talking about the Constitution and the need for legitimate government, uh, the need to limit government. And really what it comes down to is I'm not anti-government at all. I'm anti-corrupt government. I'm anti-government overspending. I'm anti-government uh, going outside its limitations, its enumerated powers. And I'm anti-government when, uh, when it comes down to uh, you know, becoming adversarial to the people. But I'm very much uh, pro-government when it comes to protecting rights, uh, uh, assisting people in claiming and using and defending their liberties. And uh, and I believe that that's the purpose of government. I think that's very clear when you read the founding documents and and many of the uh, many of the uh, other uh, principles that were set in this country. And so uh, they people get to make a decision uh, is standing up for proper government. Uh, does that make me anti-government? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there. The founding fathers, uh, you could say that they were anti-government if that was the case. So you're running as an independent, right? Uh, what's going on with party politics in, in Idaho that made you choose to do that? And, and who, what's the, who is the incumbent you're, you're running against? So I started this race a year and a half ago as a Republican. Um, when I filled out the paperwork, uh, the establishment, including the Republican Democrats, because they're all combined together, they lost their minds. Uh, they literally did. They began to, you know, made uh, international news that I was putting my uh, hat in the race. And immediately the Republican establishment here began to attack me. Uh, they began to use the Republican Party and all the connections they have to attack me and just attack ads and, and documentations and so forth. And then contrary to what they said just a few prior weeks of me announcing, uh, they vowed that no funds were going to come and support me. And so I basically, you know, used that um, to expose the establishment here in the Republican Party here in Idaho. And then right before the time where I had to make the decision either to continue the rest of the race as Republican or uh, run as independent, I pulled out of the Republican uh, Party, the primaries, and I could see what was going to happen. The establishment has picked their guy, who's the incumbent, to Brad Little, and they make sure he gets through the uh, Republican primary as the nominee. And then there's no one on the back end, no true conservative on the back end to challenge him. So uh, I pulled out, we pulled out, and now I'm running head-to-head -head against him in the uh, general election. And the interesting thing is, is I have split the Republican Party right in half and have a tremendous amount of support from the true conservatives in, in the party. And so there's this battle inside the Republican Party where the Republican Party is probably saying to these precinct committee members and all of these leaders in the party that they can't support me because I'm independent. And they're standing really strong saying, but he's the true conservative when Brad Little is not. So that's what's happening in Idaho, among many other things. It's a really something we're dealing with in every state, the battle 
of the America First candidates against the rhinos. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to find out how you're standing up for landowners in Idaho and other issues that are really important in Idaho, Idaho as well as soon as we get back. Inflation is out of control. The price of gasoline has doubled in a very short time and interest rates are set to rise. How do you protect and grow your portfolio to make sure that you do not outlive your assets? Invest in annuities that have rate lock. Rate lock is an innovative new feature that allows you to lock in your rate of return at any time during the year to lock in these volatile upswings of the market. And unlike CDs and money market accounts, they accumulate tax deferred and can participate in the upside of market indexes. And they're probate free and they can provide income that you can't outlive. With all the different companies, features, indexes, and benefits which annuities offer, it can be confusing to choose which annuity is best for your unique situation. Let a company you can trust help you select a rate lock annuity that's right for you. Add an annuity to your retirement portfolio and start enjoying the many benefits that smart investors love. Call the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. That's the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. Cleveland Insurance Group, 844-USA-2024. Ammon Bundy is a candidate for governor of Idaho. And Ammon, you're known for standing up for landowners in the past. What are some issues that Idaho landowners have to deal with that you want to stand up for? Well, one of the things that we're uh, doing here and part of my Keep Idaho Idaho plan is uh, we've proposed to eliminate property tax here in the state of Idaho and replace it with uh, consumption tax. Uh, and it's a great plan that people are really, really uh, enjoying and and getting behind. Uh, they see that you really don't own your home as long as you have to pay property tax. And our property taxes are increasing uh, here significantly. The property values have increased. Uh, we have an affordable housing crisis here where uh, our houses and our homes are so high that, uh, you know, the new generation or anybody moving in that doesn't have money from somewhere else can't afford it because it's so out of balance when it comes to our wages. And so these are some of the things that we're doing. Um, we also are, are planning uh, 61% of the state of, uh, of Idaho is controlled by the federal government. That's 61%. It's actually 63, but you take out military bases and Indian reservations, you end up with 61% controlled by the federal government. 72% uh, of our subsurface rights are controlled by the federal government. And so, like, they won't let us, you know, build. We're landlocked. And so our prices on land is going extremely high. They also have stopped us from logging and uh, mining and, and you know, being able to extract building materials. So the cost, again, of housing and, and our materials are really high. In fact, like we have some of the heaviest uh, wooded forests here, I mean, in, in the United States. And we're having to ship lumber out of Canada just so that we can build our homes. And we're paying four, you know, three to four times the amount. So th these are things that we're going to straighten out here in Idaho. They're actually very simple to get straightened out. It'll be a battle, that's for sure. Um, but these are the things that I'm, uh, you know, running on and I have a history of fighting these fights and winning, winning. So the people know I'm not just giving lip service. Well, that's a good point that uh, a lot of the problems people have to deal with has to do with too much government. And so I think you're a candidate that's positioned pretty well to, to deal with that issue. But 
you know, people don't know that you actually have run a couple of different successful businesses and including in technology. They maybe they see the cowboy hat and they think uh, that that couldn't be you. Can you tell us a bit about your your entrepreneurial pursuits in your life? Yeah, so when I was about 15 years old, of course, I grew up on the ranch in, in southern Nevada. Um, uh, it was a, a great life. Uh, I experienced many things that people normally didn't. I experienced a lot of freedom. But my father, when I was you know 15 or 16 years old, he came to me and said the ranch wasn't big enough for the both of us. And he was basically saying to me that the ranch doesn't produce enough living for more than a couple families. And, you know, I was in the middle. My dad has a bunch of kids uh, that I was going to have to go leave the ranch and find a living somewhere else. And so I did that. I went to a little school, little school in southern Utah, southern Utah University. Uh, and then I started a, a business at the same time, got married around the same time and ended up uh, building one of the largest fleet maintenance, private fleet maintenance uh, companies in Arizona. And um, anyway, I. I've, you know, built it from scratch. I've hired hundreds of people, dealt with millions of dollars in budgets. Uh, and it was a it was a great thing that I did for 21 years. And in the middle of that, I also saw that the the industry, the fleet commercial fleet maintenance industry was really lacking software. Uh, so I put a team together and it took us four years. It was a, a, quite a project. Uh, and we built a fleet management shop maintenance uh, software for this industry. And uh, again, built it from scratch and we started selling it to other shops and it made such a difference in our shop and others uh, that we continue to sell that. And now it's one of the leading uh, fleet maintenance shop management softwares in North America. And so both of these businesses, and I've done a few other things here and there, and I've developed some product and manufacturing and so forth. So I'm, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. And have built built these businesses to you know million dollars millions of dollars status, and then I've sold those. I sold them a, a few years ago, um, and uh, and so yeah, I really what I what I am at heart is an entrepreneur, and my dad is too. He just is in the ranching industry, and I end up in the fleet maintenance commercial fleet maintenance industry. Right. So people who are, you know, saying that you don't have the experience or the knowledge to do this type of work, executive leadership just aren't aware or purposefully leaving out uh, the truth about your experience. So uh, is there anything else? We mentioned the land ownership issues. Is there anything else, maybe the cultural issues in Idaho? I've seen a couple of interesting stories about uh, schools, you know, trying to push CRT and drag shows and all kinds of weird stuff. Uh, anything you want to comment on that's happening in Idaho that uh, you want to stand up for as governor? Yeah, so, I mean, Idaho for the last 38 years has not been able to pay its own bills. Uh, a third of our budget comes from the federal government. And that's because they control, you know, 61% of our wealth. They control 61% of the the land here um, and 72% of the subsurface mineral rights. And that's where wealth is generated. So uh, what we end up with is kind of getting back to where, you know, you your question is that we end up with things like critical race theory or the, our common core curriculums in these little counties all over Idaho that are very, very like ultra conservative. We end up with them in these in our schools and, and we're sitting there going, well, why? No one agrees to this. No one wants it. 
And it's because the school district or the, or the school board or the county uh, actually took federal money, uh, large amounts of federal money, and they had to sign a memorandum of understanding, an agreement or a contract with the federal government that they would do certain things, including putting Common Core and critical worse uh, critical race theory in their schools. And we're seeing this in our school districts. We're seeing it in our sheriff's departments. We're seeing it in our, you know, our counties, our states, uh, even private corporations. And the federal government is using this money that they're giving to these entities uh, for basically obedience and uh, with all these strings attached to them. And it's a becoming a real problem in Idaho. And why is it, why it's such a problem is because we we can't pay our own bills. Now we need to downsize. We need to be smarter with government. We need to do all these things that that need to be more fiscally responsible in government. But we also have obligations and things that need to be done. And we're going to the federal government because we can't generate our own wealth because they're controlling our land and resources. And they're giving us money, but with strings attached to it. And it's just rampant throughout Idaho. And so we're going to really hit that hard and uh, sever the, the flow of money coming from the federal government and then began to generate that those funds to pay our own bills so we can be independent. Wow, it's, it's such an awakening to understand just how much of an influence the government has at these different levels of our lives. And all we have to do is just distance ourselves and being able to limit that relationship to be a healthy balance to bring in that prosperity and to really, you know, secure our own sovereignty. Thank you for sharing that. You know, people can go to your website to learn more and support your campaign. And I really, really uh, look forward in November to you beating the rhinos. Really appreciate your time, Ammon Bundy, running for governor in Idaho. Well, next up, we have Chris Paul. He's the host of the Be Reasonable podcast, author of his own Substack. He's going to be breaking down the latest breaking news as soon as we get back. Clay Clark and I'm not an inventor. And this is Bob. My name is Bob Healy and I'm the inventor of the Grill Blazer Grill Gun. Gentlemen, let me introduce you to the Grill Gun. Oh! I would have greened that anyway. I need that! Yes! So Bob, how does your equation work? Okay, now hang on. It's a fairly sophisticated equation. You have a grill gun. It creates fire. Fire plus grilling equals America. Push it down and... Yeah. <laughs> it is a lot of fun. Check it out! <laughs> fire plus grilling equals America. Well, Chris Paul is the host of the Be Reasonable podcast, and he's the author of his own Substack. Chris, great to have you back. You know, we have some breaking events happening. I wasn't even able to fit it into the monologue. Tell us about your first impressions of what's going on in Iraq. Well, I don't have much right now. Um, we've seen video coming out that shows people being evacuated, apparently, from the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad, and there are, quote-unquote, rioters I guess, invading the presidential palace there 
there's been some video out of that where it seems like they're mostly walking around and um, posing for selfies, a lot like the very violent insurrection that happened on January 6, 2021 at the U.S. Capitol. Um, so my first inclination is to think about how we've been shown some of these narratives in the past, obviously with the Capitol insurrection. Um, similar pictures, similar events usually mean similar things in terms of uh, how these events get started, you know, and this is all coming on the heels of something similar happening in uh, Sri Lanka a month or two back. So, you know, we've seen these things before and these are tactics for overthrowing governments. So that's just initial impressions. It's not being covered by the mainstream media, which is strange. And it was not mentioned on War Room this morning. So War Room certainly knew about it. You would think that the mainstream media did as well. I wonder why it's not being covered. I wonder if we'll hear from Steve Bannon on that this afternoon. Yeah, this is definitely breaking and interesting to say the least. Uh, we've got that power vacuum because the United States is not getting involved like it used to abroad, which allows things like Ukraine and Taiwan and Afghanistan and now Iraq, you know, despite the billions of trillions of dollars uh, spent and lives lost to try to secure that region. It looks like uh, things are going to chaos all over the place. Uh, what else is top of mind for you? Anything that I mentioned in the monologue or anything you've been preparing for your own show today that's top of your mind? Well, um, I discussed at length the uh, the Sam Harris interview that he did on that podcast, Trigonometry, a couple of weeks ago. And he has now released uh, some cleanup effort for that. So I'm definitely going to be discussing that today because it's just such a perfect example of what we get from people who imagine themselves as centrists. They think that they are um, kind of just riding high on this intellectual plane where their positions are unapproachable. And that's the result of the Twitter bubble. I mean, these people exist in an entirely censored uh, media environment and information environment, and they argue for the censorship and admit that the platforms are censored and that the media censors but they never think about what the consequences to themselves are of that censorship. They think that they are just able to get rid of all the bad views that they don't like, and then everything just moves on the same. Well, there's an entire information environment that these people have no contact with, and they're not accounting for all of the information in that environment. They know at best half the story, and the truth is they don't even know their half of the story. So they end up sounding um, as ignorant and malicious as they truly are. And it's really easy to see when they're doing these sorts of cleanup efforts that make absolutely no sense. There's a really good clip going around of Sam Harris uh, a while back saying that if there was there were children uh, being hurt, you know, in his neighbor's house or something, then he, of course, would stand up and, and help them. It's his moral obligation. And then just a, a few weeks ago or a week or so ago, he says that even yeah. if Hunter Biden had corpses of children in his basement, uh, he wouldn't care because, you know, uh, Trump is just so much worse because the orange man's really bad. Uh, now we've got this beautiful meme material that we can juxtapose those two clips together and make him seem like the idiot that he is. Uh, but you're right. Yeah. He's so used to his echo chamber that uh, he doesn't know what to do with uh, us uh, renegades who, who are willing to form an opinion of our, of our own. 
And today we've got a really good example of that in because uh, these these different influencers are so used to the echo chamber and used to the softballs that are tossed to them by hosts of of the media programs. But Bill Maher actually wouldn't throw a softball today to Rob Reiner. Let's take a look. So he's saying it's okay to have a conspiracy to get rid of somebody as bad as Trump. It's a little bit of a thorny question because once you go down this road, this is sort of where we are in this country. The other side is so evil, anything is justified in preventing them from taking office. Is it? No, no. You know what's not justified? Using armed violence to try to kill people in the Capitol. That's not justified. Answer this question. Huh? Is it, was it, answer this question. What is was the it appropriate? The question is, was, was it press? appropriate to bury the Hunter Biden? You're talking about the press doing the, that? He's saying that's what they did, and that is what they did. They buried the Hunter Biden story before the election because they were like, we can't risk having the election thrown to Trump. We'll tell them after the election. Well, and, and we know for a fact that that's what they did? Of course. You no, don't but follow I mean, this. Saying you you gotta... know for a fact that that's what they did? I don't know what they did. I know, because you only watch MSNBC. No, that's not true. <laughs> Well, then you would know about this. I do know about that. Well, you're acting I do, like you I know. Do, I do know about that, and I do watch Fox. But the point is, uh, you, we're going to prove now that they, that they that the, the press uh, played, you know, tried to. They're admitting it. They're, the that's press not is a, admitting it. Yes, that's not even an issue anymore. They're saying yes, we basically did this because we didn't want this to throw the election. Yes. I don't know that they've all said this. And I, I believe I, I, I believe. Well, the New York Times the definitely did. My dad was a reporter. I believe in it. And I think you have to you have to make sure that you're treating people fairly. But I think Rob's point here is that we are dealing um, with a man who used to be the president right now, who literally tried to lead an armed insurrection. Well, they're really uh, doubling down on January 6th as the, the go to. Uh, topic to distract to whenever they can't answer the question that the media actually did bury the Hunter Biden story. They're they're playing dumb there because, uh, as uh, Bill Maher pointed out, the New York Times came out and admitted it. We had Mark Zuckerberg on the Rogan tour admitting that he colluded with the FBI and he regrets it, supposedly. Uh, pretty much everyone has come out of the woodwork and said, yeah, we buried the Hunter Biden thing. Sorry about that. So what's with them playing dumb? Do they not expect that Bill Maher is going to give them a hard question? Well, I don't think that they're playing, first of all. They are dumb. And again, this is a product of the media environment that they're involved with. To not know anything about the Hunter Biden laptop nearly two years down the line is what dumb people do. This is a critical issue in our society. It actually really does matter whether or not the man pretending to be president is completely and fully compromised by Ukraine and Russia and China. It matters that he's been selling his political office for five decades, first to American corporations that uh, base themselves in Delaware, and then to our foreign adversaries. His family has profited in the tens or perhaps hundreds of millions of dollars from his corruption and from the sale of his political office, including as vice president. And obviously now we have a compromised president. All of that matters a great deal especially because we know that part of the election fraud uh, intersects with Chinese Communist Party interests. This is not a small story. So the problem with the media 
right now and what they're doing is that they are focused on whether or not this was censored. That is a simple question that could and should have been resolved in October 2020. It's wrong to censor. It's wrong not to cover the stories. If they're saying there's some doubt about the provenance of the laptop, they could say that and still explore what's on the laptop. And they didn't do that at all. Thank goodness that Marco Polo has done that and that that report will be out, I believe, before the election, which will make it its own new kind of October surprise. But what is on that laptop is the real substance of this issue. We don't need to have this around the margins conversation about whether or not it was right to censor. And that's the conversation Sam Harris was having as well. It's like, it's, it's, it's not a question. It's wrong to censor that. They deprived people from having critical information. Eight out of 10 Americans believe Donald Trump would be president if that story was out. We already knew 16% of Biden voters. They said it the week after the election that they would have voted for Trump if they had known about the Hunter Biden laptop. It's been two years and the mainstream still will not address the substance of what's on that laptop. But now, interesting timing, like you said, this was a missed opportunity in 2020, but it's a new October surprise for the midterms. We've got Devin Nunes uh, advertising the new My Son Hunter documentary. Any comment now about conservatives, America First, Trump supporters uh, capitalizing on the Hunter Biden story now at this critical moment? Well, I'm glad that they are because it matters as much now as it always has. This story has to come to light. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It will be fully out there and it needs to be fully out there. I haven't watched the trailer for My Son Hunter. I hope it's a good movie. Um, I don't think that a movie right now is the best possible way to engage this story. I would have been more impressed if Breitbart had just been reporting on the laptop the entire time as they had the opportunity to do. So that part of it, I'm not as interested in. It is pretty astounding when you look at mainstream conservatives right now, mainstream conservatives in the media, what it is they choose no, not to focus on. You know, they'll do the woke stuff. They'll do the CRT. They'll do some foreign affairs when it benefits the military industrial complex. But they were wrong about COVID. They were wrong about the vaccine. They were wrong about election fraud. They're wrong about the January 6th event. And they're wrong about Hunter Biden's laptop. Those are the most critical issues, and they ignore them completely. Ben Shapiro was just busy destroying Sam Harris in the last week. And he just repeated the, the same slogans from the left, that the election was just fine. It's the big lie. Okay, so the FBI might have interfered, but people still cast the votes they meant to cast. And if they got tricked, that's just part of the system. That's just how the how the dice roll, you know. But uh it's it's real. But now they're coming to, out. Uh, they're they're backpedaling. You got Dan Bongino issuing a public mm -hmm. statement of regret about the vax. Uh, you've got all of these people like the Ben Shapiro's of the world backpedaling on things like election fraud, things like January 6th, when it's becoming politically more expedient and convenient with the poll numbers to start admitting these things. Uh, do you think it's really a matter of ideology, things that they're just not uh, awakened on, educated on, or do you think that that's what they do? They just take a barometer of what, what will sell 
and, and then they just go with whatever's hot at the moment. I mean, I suppose that there's at least some small chance that these people are playing a role in their dissemination of information and um, that helps to control the speed of the awakening. I don't really buy that argument and I don't give it much credence. It seems to me like they are compromised in one way or another. And the most basic compromise is the ability to hold on to one's platform. And if that is what they are doing, that is pitiful. These people could go out in the free market and make an income that supports a decent and profitable lifestyle if they simply told the truth and did the work on their own. They don't need to be on Fox News. Being on Fox News is not a necessity. The Daily Wire has done virtually nothing to expose what the real problems in our society are and what the roots of those problems are. And it is only disappointing to me the way they treat this. Bongino came out and made that statement after Tucker had blown up the vaccine on Fox News the night before. And I'm sorry, but that doesn't work for me. That shows me that someone is willing right. to say the hard things as soon as they become easy things. It's a little bit too little too late. And uh, it's put on people like you and I who put the truth first uh, to put out the stories about the vaccine injuries and deaths uh, that continue to happen because someone needs to get that story out there. Uh, we do have a clip of the My Son Hunter, and uh, I understand where you're coming from about saying, hey, we, should, we need some real investigative journalism. Uh, you guys aren't doing your jobs. But I do think it's interesting timing, kind of like 2000 Mules, to release a video to wake up the general public. Let's take a look at this clip. So I'll tell you what's going down. Do you know who I am? They told me you were VIP. Well connected to the government. What kind of a moron forgets to pick up his laptop at a repair shop? You're a Biden. Act like one. Everything he built, life, I just ruined it all. I want to know everything that's on that laptop that can ruin my erection. My friends, it's time to party! I'm an artist. Tell me how I can help you. I don't deserve help. Oh, I'm so sorry. I've been through worse. You're the smartest man I know. Thanks, Dad. I just wish I could smack some sense to you. I'll never forget Cory Bob. He was a bad dude. No joke. Dad, we're talking about suffering. I can't seem to find anything but positive stuff on the Bidens. Who's the point bent for the foreign policy in the Obama regime? Joe Biden. So it looks like you need a billion dollars. So the obvious next question is, where's Hunter? I can remember getting paid some money, but I can't remember what for. Well, my dad says we never discuss my businesses, period. Or my cut. What's happening in there? Joe's in on it. Party's over! <laughs> you had everything, Hunter, and you threw it all away. You hope the laptop will take down everybody with you. Get out! China's not our enemy. They're not bad folks, folks. I love my dad, and I just want to make him proud. I am the one who brings in all the deals. I am the one. The boy. 
I think this is going to wake up a lot of people, Chris. And uh, I do think that the Marco Polo research is doing the the investigative work that, you know, the law enforcement agency should have been doing this entire time. We now know from a FBI whistleblower that they were just sitting on the laptop, not even <laughs> looking at it for a long time. Uh, so, you know, give me your impressions on, on the, the trailer we just saw, and then tell me a little bit about the forensic uh, organization uh, that Marco Polo has been doing, that you've been following, that you think is important, that is going to be coming to light, going to be shared with law enforcement. Sure. So it seems to me that that movie is going to focus around the personal tragedy that is Hunter and his drug use and the fact that his father uses him as a bagman for his corrupt dealings around the world. And that is an important part of the story. That part of the story has been told largely uh, in Miranda Devine's book and in some of the reporting that we've seen out over the last couple of years, but the reporting that has not really fully been told and fully been shown is the reporting about the substance of those crimes, who they were with, and what the impact of those crimes actually was, what his family believed Hunter was doing, which is present in the text messages from that laptop. Hunter's, uh, well, it's Bo's ex-wife, the dead brother. He passed away. Hunter then had an extended affair with Bo's former wife and her sister. And at one point he's texting her because she believes that he is responsible for burning children alive in the Donbass, which is the region of Ukraine currently being fought over right now. They have investments in biotech companies that were working in those Ukrainian bio labs. These things have come to light somewhat. And it's important to note that when these things do come out in mainstream media, they usually come down from the Daily Mail, the New York Post and the Sun UK and then spread out from there. But they all root with the Marco Polo research and the bits of that that get disseminated to these reporters. Now, that report is going to come out and what that report shows is a massive a uh, criminal organization that operates exactly like we think of a mafia family operating. They are all involved. They're all involved in the cover-up and they use levels of um, associates to bring plausible deniability. They set up various corporations all with their different um, specific issues that they are focused on, specific deals that they're focused on. It is a criminal family that is being described in incredible depth and detail because it is a Biden laptop. It's not just Hunter Biden's laptop like you would steal my laptop or someone else's. Hunter left his laptops with all of his work, all the information, all the emails about these deals. It's all on there. And it's not just about Hunter. It's about the family. And it's most particularly about the fake president. Right. And it's amazing the t type of detail that these files are organized in uh, already. You can go to Marco Polo's yeah. website and download a lot of things. Alphabetical order, text messages. Uh, you can download all the MP3 audio files. Uh, he's got the bios on all the different players involved. So it's just unbelievable how much work has been done by the Marco Polo team. Uh, so check that out when you have some time. Uh, thank you for coming on the show, Chris. Really appreciate it. Make sure you check out Chris's Substack and his podcast, Be Reasonable Podcast, as well. 
Well, the autumn is coming, and when we all, you know, that's the time. We all pack into stadiums, we cheer for our favorite teams. And if you stick out a barometer, you can measure the political climate of the country as well. Excuse the language, folks, but this is the reality of how America feels, and they're not afraid to show it. Let's roll the tape. Well, I don't think in the history of presidents we've ever had one so unlikable and so hated by the general public. I don't even think during the Civil War the South had F. Abraham Lincoln chance, but that's what we're dealing with today, and it's a good thing to see. People are waking up. Thank you for watching AmericanMediaPeriscope.com. We are America's patriot-only network. You can get my breaking news updates at SeanMorganReport.com. Follow me on Truth Social at SeanMorganReport. God bless all you patriots. Good night and good luck. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I want to give each and every one of you one last chance to get my original My Slippers. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code, and you'll get your very own My Slippers for only $49.98. That's $90 off and the biggest savings ever. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Not only that, they come with an indoor-outdoor sole so you can wear them anytime, anywhere. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. And now you can get them for the best savings ever, only $49.98. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own My Slippers for only $49.98. That's $90 off. We have extremely low quantities, and once they're gone, they're gone. So order now. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, political instability. All of these can have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. But they can also cause gold and silver to go up. Hi, this is Dr. Kirk Elliott. Buy gold, buy silver, buy now, but buyer beware. 
precious metals companies are not created equal. As a PhD economist, I have been in the financial, economic, and precious metals business for three decades. The philosophy of my firm is people over profit. I encourage you to read my bio to learn more about me at kirkelliotphd.com. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, 401k, and outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets any longer. Call 720-605-3900 or visit kirkelliotphd.com.